Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the History Hit Warfare podcast. I'm your host, James Rogers. And if it is your first time here, well, we are dedicated to the history of warfare from Napoleonic battles and Cold War confrontations to the Normandy landings and 9-11. Each week, twice a week, I bring you a brand new guest who brings you a brand new history. We have military veterans. We have policy experts. We have academic experts, top historians from around the world. And if you like what you're hearing, then go and pop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast because it really helps get our podcast out there to all history lovers. Now I am overly excited already for this episode. I'm not going to lie. We've been able to get a glimpse behind the scenes of what it was like to work on one of the greatest TV series of all time, Band of Brothers, and to learn a little about the next Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg epic, Masters of the Air. How have we done this? Well, we've got John Orloff on the podcast, a top guy and a writer behind both series who found a gap in his hectic filming schedule to come on the podcast and talk about them. I'm not going to give too much away. But we learn about what it was like to work with the real-life heroes of 101st Airborne Easy Company during the making of Band of Brothers, and how Masters of the Air takes us on a journey with the US 8th Air Force, and it will not leave us wanting in terms of action, historical accuracy, and jaw-dropping battle scenes. So here is John Orloff on Band of Brothers and Masters of the Air. Hi, John. Thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast in the midst of your busy nine-month filming schedule for the new Spielberg-Hanks epic, Masters of the Air. Is it safe to say that you've had a busy summer? Yes. Firstly, thank (laughs) you for having me on. And secondly, I have had a busy uh, few years, but in particular, the last six months have been a bit crazy, quite frankly. It's a huge undertaking and it's just really big shoot a really big shoot to say the least where are you doing most of it you're in the south of the uk aren't you where are you based at the moment we're shooting in a place called aylesbury which is where our offices are and sound stages that we're doing the interiors of the airplanes but then we built a whole reproduction of a base an actual u.s air force base which is kitted out properly All the different buildings are kitted out, so you can go in there at any moment. 
and see that room as it was, which is pretty cool. And that's someplace else. And then we're shooting a whole nother place for planes that move exterior is on a whole nother airfield. So we have sort of three centers and we can be shooting on all three of them on any given day or two or one. Wow. So lots of traveling about, but I can only imagine the budget that your props department have. Am I right in thinking that you and the team have rebuilt replicas of the b 17s I'm talking life-size one-for-one replicas of the B-17s. I can't talk too much <laughs> about the project because the nice folk at Apple have sworn me to many NDAs, but I have seen on various pirate news outlets that indeed we have two fully built, full-scale B-17Fs that can taxi and move around. They don't fly, though. And then we have a whole bunch of interiors as well. But it's, I've never seen anything like this shoot. So it's pretty intense. Is this an even bigger project than Band of Brothers? Absolutely. When I first started working on this, I would tell people, they say, well, it's like Band of Brothers in the air. And I'm like, well, not exactly. And it's kind of like Band of Brothers times a thousand. It's just a much bigger scale. And the story is just much more sweeping. The battlefield is just every, I just, I can't, I can't get into it. I can't tell you yet. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it's going to be amazing. I'm going to keep trying to draw things out of you, but you keep batting them away as well. Okay, Okay. That's absolutely (laughs) fine, but I'll push my luck as far as I can. I owe that to our listeners because I know everybody is going to be so keen. We're all poised to watch it. I think we're all just so excited the moment that we learned that this was even going to be a thing. And you talk about recreating these US bases. So I'm from Cambridgeshire and you had so many US bases there during the Second World War. And I remember that as a kid, as the Cold War came to a close, they started to decommission lots of these. So my dad took us down there. I think it was Alconbury, one of the bases. And we bought up bits of the old American bases. Our living room, our sofa, was a US Air Force couch. That's so cool. (laughs) That's so amazing. And yes, Alconbury, I know it well because it's mentioned all the time in the research I do. And yeah, it does take place around there. On one of my research trips, I went to Cambridge with one of the guys who works with Tom Hanks a lot and who's one of the producers on the project. And with Don Miller, actually, who wrote the book, we all went on a trip together to sort of get a feel of Norfolk and the place, if not the time. So, yeah, it's really evocative. It's really evocative. And they were everywhere. Well, I recommend anyone who has a passion for this to go to that part of the country and to just look at some of these old skeletons of the bases that are still there. We did an episode for History Hit TV on the base that Joe Kennedy Jr., JFK's older brother, flew from when he was testing drones during the Second World War and sadly died doing those tests, uh, tests which were aiming at V3 weapons sites in Mimiac in France as a means to try and protect London. And these are lasting monuments to those areas. They're eroding. There aren't many left, but there's some great local museums as well around there. Now, you mentioned the research, John. Can we go into that a little bit? Because it's crazy to think, but it was 20 years ago this year that Band of Brothers 
was released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And during that time, of course, you were able to talk with the guys from Easy Company, from 101st. They were a key part of the show, and they just made it for young, budding historians like me such an amazing part of it. With this, you've had probably less of a connection to those who served. Were you able to talk to some of those surviving people who were part of the US 8th Air Force or some of their families, or was this mainly relying on going to the sites, reading diaries, reading the books that have been created? Really all the above, but it was very different. With band, it was different for two reasons. One was that the internet was in its infancy in the late 90s, which is when we actually made it. It came out 2001, but I started working on it in 98 or 99. And so the internet was in its infancy, and so you couldn't just go online and find the answer to any question you could possibly have, which you can now, obviously. And the internet has been immensely helpful in my research on the new project for Apple in a way that just was impossible in the late 90s. On the other hand, as you said, I mean, I could call up, well, first I would call up Dick Winters and he usually had the answer. And if he didn't, I could call up one of the other guys, Garnier or Lipton or Heffron or... Yeah, those guys usually Compton. I mean, everybody was very, very helpful and talkative, which was funny because they weren't necessarily that talkative with their own families. It's really very common for that generation for everybody to not talk about their war experiences whatsoever. And in fact, when we made the show and made that documentary, a lot of the kids of the vets would ask to be present because those guys wouldn't talk very freely about their war experiences as a general rule. But they would talk to me and the other writers and Tom and the actors for a couple of reasons. The most important one being actually because Dick Winters told them to. Dick was really their leader and they listened to him. So there was still that chain of command Yes, very much so. So every year they would have a, um, not an anniversary party, not a reunion. It was almost a therapy session. The vets would get together starting in the early 50s and have dinners or meet at a hotel in the middle of America so everybody could get there. And I think it started in the 50s, but it went on until, you know, the early 2000s, maybe even a little longer. And I think it was as much for their own sort of mental health, because they could talk about their experiences in a way that they didn't feel comfortable talking to other people. But they would talk to me and they would tell me in really anything I asked them, they would answer So that was a very different process. You know, there are some guys that are still alive on this other unit, but it was really invaluable being able to talk to the guys directly and specifically with questions. How did you feel when this happened? What did you do when that happened? I mean, often they wouldn't remember it, but it might have sparked a conversation that took you down an unexpected road that gave you a detail. I'm a bit of a research nut, so I did a ton of research on the new project. Again, I can't really (laughs) talk about it. But the guys that we write about, their unit still had 
members that would have reunions when I started on this project. That's how long I've been working on this project. And there's a couple of pilots that are still alive that are quite with it, very sharp, like actually amazingly sharp. So you can have conversations with them that are quite specific. So, you know, I've managed to get through it, but it's definitely been more of a challenge this time around. What caused the anarchy? How did medieval migrants shape the language I'm speaking right now? Who won the Hundred Years' War? Could England's lost patron saint be buried under a tennis court in Suffolk? How did England's last medieval king end up under a car park? And were the Dark Ages really all that dark? I'm Dr Kat Jarman. And I'm Matt Lewis. On Gone Medieval, we'll uncover the most exciting and unexpected stories about the Middle Ages, hearing from the best and brightest minds. We will disentangle fact from fiction, bring you the latest discoveries, and reveal how the so-called Dark Ages laid the foundations for much of the world we're living in today. Subscribe to Gone Medieval from History Hit wherever you get your podcasts. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You've managed to splice it all together. And it is incredible, isn't it? When you've got such a passion for the topic and the history and you find these people who served and you finally get the chance to talk with them and they talk openly, but they're surprised that you're even interested. And I think that's also one of the reasons why they don't talk to their families as well. I've spoken to those who served during the Second World War, those who were at key moments during the Cold War and the wars that took place during that period, and their families don't know much about this at all. And of course, there's other reasons for that as well. They don't want to reveal that emotional and personal side of it. But you learn so much. So it's so great to hear you're able to engage with those amazing remaining few who served as part of the US 8th Air Force. But has it had an impact on the way in which the stories play out? Because 
Band of Brothers was really quite personality focused. And I know you wrote two of my favorite episodes. I'm not just saying that to be a sycophant. I absolutely promise. You wrote episode two, Day of Days, where Lieutenant Spear takes that gun position by himself and everyone is gobsmacked. And then, of course, you wrote episode nine, Why We Fight, which everyone remembers for it being the episode where we see opulent members of Nazi society juxtapose against the liberation of the concentration camps. But all of these were very much personality-driven. We followed these select people through and you were able to interview them. So is Masters of the Air going to be that personality-focused or do we have more of a sweeping narrative to this one? (laughs) I can't tell you anything what it's about. I just can't. I'm really sorry. The book is more sweeping Good answer. <laughs> You've got Donald along with you as part of that process. Has he been a quite involved part of that process? Are you trying to kind of stay true to the book as much as you can? Well, the book is very different than Band of Brothers in that Band of Brothers focused on one unit, one particular unit, obviously Easy Company, 506, 101st. So that made it very specific by nature, you know, and put us in a very specific road. Don's book, Masters of the Air, is really a history of the entire 8th Army Air Force in pretty broad strokes because it's a massive... The Air War, one of the things I think people will learn in seeing our show is just how massive the Air War was and what a giant part of the war effort was dedicated to the Air War and and America's involvement in the war, particularly pre-D-Day. So his book by nature is a big overview of these hundreds and hundreds of thousands of young Americans who suddenly found themselves mostly in East Anglia fighting Nazis for us, for the Americans, very early in the war. Late 42, the bombers start to come over and they really don't have any numbers till 43. But a lot of people showed up and it takes a lot of people to get one bomber in the air. So the scale is just a lot bigger. The battles are larger in scale and perhaps cooler. B-17s, there's no cooler airplane in the air, in my opinion, other than maybe a P-51, and we got those too. So P-51s, B-17s, perhaps even cooler than Band of Brothers. You've heard it here first, but I get exactly what you mean. My background is in the history of American air power strategy. I worked on precision bombing doctrine. Oh, well, then I'm preaching to the converted. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But I think it's very interesting how little people know about the air war. You know, I guess maybe, you know, because people became so familiar with the paratroopers and parachutists from Saving Private Ryan and Band that, you know, the, the Screaming Eagle has almost become a symbol for the U.S. Army you know, in movies and jackets. It's just like a generic symbol almost. But nobody knows the story of the Air Forces, really. And and this includes the Brits, other than the Battle of Britain, which kind of people know, but only vaguely. And when people would ask me, you know, what am I working on for the last eight years? And I would start talking about this project. Just the simple idea that these young men We're 25,000 feet in the air in an unpressurized, unheated cabin is the first thing that people don't really think about. And then they don't think about the fact that they're up there for six, seven, eight hours. 
in that condition or that people are trying to shoot them and kill them all at the same time. It's quite remarkable. I think it's going to really make people understand a little deeper what exactly the air war took. Well, that is most welcome because, yes, from my research going into this and talking to the people that I've been able to do so, I mean, it has been a part of the history that hasn't had the light shined on it properly. It's something that we try to do a bit in this podcast, especially when it comes to the RAF. We've got a great episode with John Henry Meller, who was a navigator as part of Lancaster bombers during the Second World War. And some of the stories he recounts as the such heavy flak when you're flying over Berlin, the amount of times that you just don't think you're going to come home, but also the almost calmness with that when you're in that situation trying to do your highly trained specialized job to make sure that you remain calm and you can get home and give yourself the best job that you can whilst planes are bursting into flames and and falling to the ground um, around around you. you exactly now how far are you and the team from wrapping up this monumental project how how many days have we got you left in the uk john how many days are we going to keep you here I don't know how long I'm going to be here. We still have a long way to go. These projects are big and long, and we have the luxury of having a couple extra more shoot days than a regular television show would. So, I again, I can't totally say how long I'm going to be here, but a bit longer, definitely a bit longer. But it's going well. It's going really, really, really well. That's great to hear. And we've seen who some of the cast are. And, you know, that's exciting in itself. But I won't probe you too much on that. I'll just say that people should wait by Heathrow. And then when they see you leave, we can know that this has gone to the next stage. And then we can start to plot out on our charts of when this might be released. Exactly. I do think it will blow people's minds, actually, is what, I, is what I'm hoping for. That you will see things you've only read about that you've never seen in terms of scale and scope and accuracy and all of those things. Well, well, that's an important point, because as much as this and Band of Brothers, of course, keeps the history of the Second World War alive, and as we move now into that period where it's going to be beyond living memory within the next 10, 20 years or so, it also reminds us of the dark realities and the horror and brutality of war. And that's something that I found about Band of Brothers, and I'm sure it will be the case with this, is that, yes, there's some really cool battle scenes for a nut like me to kind of get my teeth into, but it's moving and it's emotional and it really shows you as much as a television show can about just how horrific war can be. Yeah, I mean, both Band and the Pacific and now this, we're all trying to show war in very multifaceted ways. And I think we continue to do that with this show. You know, war is a tough, ugly business. And one of the things that, you know, when I was growing up, World War II movies were different. I mean, that's Band of Brothers and Saving Private Ryan were in some ways a new kind of telling of World War II because prior to those projects, really, with a couple exceptions, of course, the movies tended to be less realistic. I don't want to say glorifying because, you know, some didn't, but they tended to be less realistic. And I'm thinking of films like Patton, or Guns of Navarone, 
they were expendable. I mean, almost any war movie you name, even the more sophisticated ones, tended to be unrealistic in a lot of ways. And in some ways that does a disservice to the veterans because I think it helps non-veterans and people who didn't fight or were in combat understand those people a little bit better if they see something like Band of Brothers or Saving Private Ryan, because while, as you said, no television program can come even close to matching what it is to be under combat, it can give you an idea. And I think the show's really succeeded in doing that in a way that previous films and television programming had not. So we're going to continue with that process on this third one. Now, you say you'll continue with the process on this third one. So I'm going to ask you a final question that I'm sure you can't answer. But will this be the last of the Second World War Spielberg Hanks epics? Or are you being tapped for another series? It seems to me that after the Army and the Air Force, the Navy could be due a series. I'll tell you this. I am due for a very long vacation. I got a phone call from Tom Hanks in May of 2014 about this project. And I need some time off before I think about ever doing a World War II project again. I don't know if there's another one. These are really hard to do. I don't think people really understand the scale. I mean, we have a thousand people working on it right now. They're very hard to do on every level. They're hard to write. They're hard to cast. They're hard to shoot. They're just hard. You know, they're major, major efforts. So I don't know. I'm going to be on a beach somewhere, I think, for a long time before I think about anything else. But, you know, Navy, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that that's uninteresting to me. <laughs> well, we'll investigate that further, John, because I'm going to get you back on the podcast when Masters of the Air airs. And I can really talk about it. Yeah, when you can talk about it, exactly. But thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's incredibly busy at the moment, but it's just given us a little bit of an insight into what to expect without giving anything away. That's there for the Apple executives. And also to put this in a bit of the context of Band of Brothers as well. I'm sure every ounce of effort you put into it is going to be worth it, and we can't wait. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
And before you go, remember, as a Warfare listener, you get a special discount at History Hit. Subscribers get access to blissfully, uninterrupted, ad-free podcasts and thousands of hours of history documentaries. You've got everything from the American Revolution to my own documentaries like Traces of War, Weapons of War, and 24 Hours in Normandy, where I follow in the footsteps of the Green Howards on D-Day, from their beach landings to being awarded the Victoria Cross, and all the way through their first day where they made it seven miles inland, further than any other British or American unit. So head over to historyhit.com forward slash subscribe or follow the link in the show notes and use the code WARFARE to get 50% off your next three months. That's the code WARFARE to get 50% off. And if you're an Apple listener, you can subscribe for new ad-free episodes within the app. So give it a go. I know you're gonna love it.